Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Matt the Hatch with Matt Green. How you doing, Matt? How's it going, Marvin? You staying out of trouble? I'm doing my best. I hope you are. Oh, trying, man. You know, these kids I'm teaching, whew, they keep you young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're funny. <laughs> uh, that's uh, That's too funny. How old are you, Matt? not old enough, Morgan. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So we're, we're going to talk about uh, black stoneflies here in a minute, but we did have a question um, from uh, from Bruce Payne, and Bruce is going to be fishing uh, the South Holston, the Watauga, at the end of April. And uh, he was, you know, he said he was hoping that the caddis would be coming off. And if they weren't, what should he do? And you were telling me that it's a little bit more involved than that. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Matt, and you can answer Bruce's question. Yeah. Hey, Bruce, how's it going, man? Thanks for uh, providing us with a question. Your your question isn't too complicated, but it has to do with what are the flow conditions like on the Watauga? If you're going after caddisflies specifically on the Watauga, if you've got good flow conditions, second, third, or maybe even fourth week of April, then I'd say fish caddis over on the Watauga. And good flow conditions would mean no generation in clear water, at least for wading. If you're gonna have, if you're gonna float, then you can have clear water and a little bit of water, but you can't have three thousand cfs. That pushes the fish out to the sides. They tend to not get up and feed on the adults very well. You can fish poopy a little bit, but you're just not gonna come away with that dry fly day like you're probably looking for. If you're fishing. Uh, and you, if you have good flows, clear water, fairly low uh, CFS for wading, you know that's two to four hundred, or you know whatever the uh, the minimum flow that's going to be being uh, put out of Wilbur Dam. If you have that, and you're fishing the second or third week, you might be able to still fish those caddisflies further downstream in the town of Watauga, further up into the trophy section. If you're looking at the end of the third week or the fourth week of April, you might look for them up in town in Elizabethan. And this is going to be behind maybe the VFW over at the Blevins put in, or maybe up at the 19E bridge or even further up to um, uh, some of the other bridges there. And that, that's the best I can give you. Now, if your flow, if your flow conditions are not good, you've got dirty, high water. You might luck out and you have good flow conditions over on South Holston. And if you're going anytime over there, late April, uh, you can try to find sulfurs on the lower river uh, in the afternoon or early evening, and that might work out for you. If you've got poor flow conditions over there, uh, you might want to reconsider your trip to somewhere else where you just have better flow and uh, you know, clear lower water any anytime you get that high dingy water it's going to be a little tough unless you're streamer fishing or you're nymph fishing with lots of weight and i get the feeling you're going after some dry flies caddis action or sulfur action well that's awesome matt i really appreciate it you know folks keep the questions coming you can email them to us or shoot them to us on our facebook or instagram page and we'll put them in the hopper and we'll get an answer from matt and now it's black stonefly time matt yeah, Marvin, these are called the Taniopterygidae or the willow flies. You, 
You may have never heard of these things, and that's okay. This group or family includes the large black winter stoneflies. I'm going to go over a couple of the genera here that are kind of the less known things and then get to the more well-known genus that's the Antaneopteryx. Uh, the other genera are Phyllotoperla, Strophoopteryx, Tanyonema, and then Amopteryx, and then Tanyopteryx. These are the large winter black stoneflies. I mentioned the Phyllotoperla because you get some of those in the Tatuga, which is just right next door to me over in Clemson. And I, I get quite a few of those in my samples throughout the winter and early spring. And uh, <laughs> you got to be fished on those nymphs then to really get a lot out of them. The larvae of the nymphs are typically tan or brown. This family is known for having strongly divergent wing pads. The wing pads, go, the tips of them just flare out. And that's how you can identify them pretty easily, uh, typically in size 18 to 14. So they're fairly large, uh, fishing straight hooks. And you fish them similar to the Capneidae, which we talked about earlier, those tiny black winter stoneflies, uh, typically on a tight line up and around boulders where the nymphs and larvae are emerging. They're walking out onto those boulders to emerge. And you're going to be fishing them on a lizard ring lift technique or a tight line. You really get them right up on there. Not really fishing lots of weight. If, if you're fishing weight, very low weight, you know, one triple BB or something like that, and then really lifting the rod to, to put those flies in the strike zone where fish are feeding on them. You ever see a fish just kind of a, what you think is like a cookie cutter rise up along a boulder. It could have been a large fish just sipping uh, emerging nymphs or larvae or even the adults. And the adults are fish very similar to the Capneidae, which we talked about earlier. Uh, the adults have thin black bodies. Uh, the big difference between these tiny black winter stoneflies and these tiny ostrichs, these large black winter stoneflies, you can guess it more, but they're just a little bit bigger. <laughs> That's all the difference you really need to know. The fly fishermen uh, are in sizes 16 to 14, so they're a good two to three times bigger than the Capneidae that we talked about earlier. In the mountains in the Piedmont, emergence of these Taneopteryx typically begins during the first or second week of February, continues until the first March browns around the uh, middle of March or first week of March, right around this time. In the coastal plain, they typically begin late February or during the first week of March and go to late March. And, and that emergence can overlap with many, many other insects that are starting to emerge right as spring conditions start to hit, those early spring conditions start to hit peak. And so I, I bring these up is there are a lot of fly fishermen that are bug fishermen, and they time the beginning of their spring fishing based on when Taneopteryx show up, these large black winter stoneflies that can overlap with some of the early spring families that are emerging like the heptogeneidae, which include the March browns. Yeah, that's neat. So I assume they basically were also talking about, you know, not just March browns, but like quill gourds and some of those as well, right? Yeah, we'll talk about those in our next our next uh, segment. We'll talk about the March browns. They're real important. March browns, quill gourds, um, quill gordons are actually Epiorus mayflies, typically Epiorus pluralis. That's the true quill gordon, and they'll start to emerge middle of this month. We're still early, Marvin. I mean, 
I've been out with students and we see a little bit of evidence that heptogenicity are out there. Mostly these early stenochron mayflies is what I've been seeing. And then we see these early brachycentridae caddisflies named microsema, these very small, tiny black caddisflies that emerge in the bunches. And in fact, the lower South Holston has these caddisflies, but they don't emerge in South Holston until the middle of April, early April, and they're a precursor to the granum caddisflies over on the Watauga. And so we haven't really talked about, but the Watauga have what I call the pre-caddisfauna, involve about four or five different families of caddisflies that emerge in sequence prior to the granum and will give you a good clue of when to predict the granum emergence based on whether or not those pre-caddisflies are emerging. Well, there you go. And we even know what we're going to talk about next time. So that's pretty good stuff. Yeah, we can talk about March Browns during the middle of the month of March. We can talk about the, the pre-catasfauna early April, or if we have another uh, another one right after that, we can talk about granums during that time. And hopefully you'll find a good time for me to, to be around, is I'll probably go up and try to fish granums at least, at least one day for two days during the week I have to figure that out <laughs> yeah well yeah and you're a super busy guy and you know so we'll let yeah. you get yeah we, we'll let you get back to the microscope but you know folks um, it's you know we can feel spring coming in the southeast and you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few tight lines everybody tight lines Matt tight lines Marvin